Hello, everyone. Welcome to another glorious episode of Wide Open Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Garrison, and I'm joined by none other than the man mm. himself, Dan hey. Zeller. How's it going, Dan? Hey, I'm doing all right. Oh, gosh. It's, it's good to be back. It's been a while. It has been a while. Lots I've happened. missed you. I've missed you, too. Outside of podcast stuff, I just missed you in life. <laughs> um, we talked about before, you're literally one of my best friends, and... Um, yeah, I can't think of anyone else I'd rather, you know, have as a, a co-host, producer, guy, thing, wish, person. Wish I could say the same. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know, subpar at best. It. But, man, it sounds good. You know, um, you know people why this sounds good? Man. Jeffrey got some new equipment. Yeah. Um, the podcast was just doing so good, man. We just had just multinational corporations just dumping <laughs> – boatloads of money into it that we were able to go out and splurge on some on some new equipment um and yeah we got some new microphones headphones what's this thing called is that a mixer kind of thing it's a a audio interface yes okay i love it that Mm -hmm. sounds technical yeah um so yeah that was one of the the things i think we were trying to get a little better at which is kind of the quality of the sound of it um and yeah, shout out to what's this brand? Movo. Movo. Uh, we are in no way, name. shape, form, or fashion sounds sponsored fake. by Movo. <laughs> um, yeah, it does sound fake, but it sounds good. I love it. I mean, the name sounds fake. The, the quality, <laughs> the quality, <laughs> the quality is. Yeah, it is. It is really good. So, um, yeah, I'm making some strides here with the wide open podcast. Just trying to. Trying to give our listeners the the best content possible, so bear with us. We're having to get used to these microphones. You gotta um, like this is me talking up close to it, and this is me when I when Whoa. I when I go away about a mm-hmm. foot. So you I gotta, gotta, you gotta yeah, get in there. You gotta be right up on. And then I, I hear that a lot with people in their podcasts uh-huh. is they'll stop They're like, hey, pull that microphone up to you, or really, you know, get in there, and that explains why. Now we know. We know why. So, so yeah, things are looking up with with Wide Open Podcast. I know it's been a while since Christmas, like you said, and uh, but man, a lot has happened in the world. Mm-hmm. A lot has happened with Settle for Excellence Services. So, um, yeah, we'll just kind of dive in with that, and we will. But what you got first? First, first, first. It's been a while, and I just I'm too excited to have you try <laughs> the new drink. I can't wait for this to get rated like a four. Oh man! I, right. Before I rate, let's. Can, do you think you and I could do like like a off off memory like mm. list of what we've done so far? Oh okay. So number one was Godfather. Godfather is that correct? Which is still a go to favorite of mine. Okay. Um, number two was the crappy margaritas. Margarita. <laughs> I just had to get that tequila used up. I didn't want to drink. <laughs> That's fine. Thank you. I knew I had a headache for a reason. <laughs> um, number three, was that the chocolate? That wasn't the chocolate. Chocolatini, I think. Or I thought it was four. Was that four? I think there was one after after the margarita. Oh, man. There was one after the margarita that was like a um, – it was the, 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 the try the um, – Was there a blue one? Did I make you the blue one yet? I believe yeah, so. I, you you made me the blue one. You made me the um. There was a drink. It's called not not the Patriot or like the. Oh the, yeah, I made that. Uh, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was yeah, it was something like the Patriot. the trilogy. The trilogy. 
That's that's what it was. What, wasn't it, wasn't yeah, it the trilogy? Some people call it the trilogy. I don't remember what was in it. Now. That's what it, it was like. It was okay. It was it was it was a dark dream. It was like whiskey whiskey and yeah. I don't know. Something I really else. can't tell you. Yeah. That was, it feels like a light. So there was that one, and then there was the chocolate chocolatini ish thing. No, the chocolatini was episode five. So the blue one, right? Because that was the four. Christmas drink. Yeah, yep. blue one was four, and then. Chocolatini That was the last drink. Oh my god. Chocolatini. That was forever yep. ago. Yeah, it's been a while. We've been I know it's been a while, but it's been good. It's given me a chance to really kind of think through some some content. Um and just kind of really giving things a, a chance to develop with with SFE. So and it's given you a chance to think through your drink menu. So <laughs> I've got unlimited options. Screw this up, you know. I can make anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, to you. No, so yeah. So what what do we have today, Dan? All right. So it's pretty much just a Moscow Mule, but with cherry flavored mm. grenadine. So it's the the ginger beer, the vodka, the lime, the fresh lime, mm. fresh lime. It's got to be fresh lime. People That's, and people people are just listening. They don't realize that like you're using like yeah. Like, uh, you're, I was you're, in the kitchen like, like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you're taking this very seriously. You're, I you're, take you're, it very seriously. Yeah, yeah. I told you that this is this is my retirement plan is to become a bartender. I, I just love, love making drinks. I don't even like drinking I love that it. much. I just I'm going to be the bus drinks. boy and you're going to be the bartender. <laughs> I can't wait. It sounds fabulous. Oh my gosh. So it's a Moscow meal. You got the ginger beer, you got the vodka, you got the lime, and then I put the splash of grenadine in and you got to have the crushed ice. That's why I was so happy to come here and make Use your uh, your crushed ice. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing for nothing but the best for you, Dan. So Chick Fil A has great ice. That that's what you need is a part time job back with Chick Fil A just to come home Ooh. with their ice. We can use it in drinks. Do you know the name of that ice that they use? Like that, it's got a like, weird name, doesn't it? It's, it's like the I know old, you like know. the the just cylinder. Me. It's called Chewbullet. Okay, Chewbullet ice. I wouldn't have just guessed. so you I knew know. it had a weird name. Some people call it like Sonic ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sonic it's yes. Chewbullet ice. So, so we need the Chewbullet ice. Chewbullet ice. That's what you need in the Moscow. But anyway, here we go. All right. Moscow Mule. Cherry flavored Moscow. Mm. Delicious. Also, we're drinking these out of legit copper mugs. Yeah, that's right. I brought the copper mugs. Gosh. That was a Christmas present. That was like my... That was my Christmas. It's, it's, so those are new since the last time because we haven't recorded since then. And I always forget like how cold copper mugs like actually right. like, get. Like, like yeah, that's so awesome. Um, but no, that's that's delicious. And it's funny I was just talking about Sonic and the Jubilant Ice because it literally reminds me. It is of kind of like a, a Sonic, yeah. Sonic cherry limeade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. And um, it's like an alcoholic limeade. That's perfect. Yeah, I don't know where Sonic. Started, but there used there wasn't that many up here in Indy. No, there used no, to there was down, like one. Yeah. yeah, but down south there was a ton. So we used, I used to always get cherry limeades. Um, but no, that's really good, man. I don't even know the what, what was the scale. Let's see, I don't, just it just don't compare. Um, yeah, um, it's really good. I guess, uh, let's go seven. Is that our lowest? That that might be the lowest. You son of. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go with seven. Seven. All right, we'll go no, that's seven. fine. I don't care. We'll go with seven. It's, it, it, is, it is really good. I think you gave um, the chocolatini like an 8.8. Yeah, the chocolatini, man. It's just <clears throat> it's just a – kind of your thing. It is my thing. It's just like it, – it just it just seems, you know – I don't know. It's like a chocolatini. I don't, <laughs> it just sounds like an 8.8. Oh, man. Um, so, you know, we're going for a seven for this. Now, here's the thing. 
I don't. I just don't think everything can be in the. No, you're right. Everything nine. can't be in nine. So, then it's, yeah, you're yeah. right. Okay. No, so, it's fine. You don't. I'm not. My feelings aren't hurt at all. Not even a little bit. Dan literally taking <laughs> off his headphones. Guy, this is my last episode. <laughs> well, see you later. <laughs> no, it's it's really good. It, it literally tastes just like a cherry limeade. It's from Sonic. It'd be better in the summer. Ooh, it would be a good summer drink. It's 20 degrees out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, mm, that ice, that ice. Mm. So, all right. Um, cherry Splash and a Moscow Mule. Seven. You heard it first here on Wide Open Podcast. So, we'll jump into, what's this, episode six? Really? Let's get after it. So, we had our Moscow Mules. I destroyed Dan's heart by giving it a seven. Sorry. You know, sometimes, Dan, just in business, you just got to rip the Band-Aid off and just, you know, be honest. It just kind of is what it is. Um, Room for improvement. Yeah. Keep growing. So, um, normally in these episodes, I kind of jump right into just business stuff. But there's a lot that's happened in in the world. And we got the Super Bowl that's Mm. happened. got... um, so the Super Bowl that that would entail like your your Bills. Well, going my the Bills. Are, are you officially a Bills fan? So uh, did you, did that, you make the jump? No, I haven't made a jump. And that's did you some, go that's back something to the I wanted to. Let me guess, you're a Bengals fan. Hold on, hold on. Let me explain. <laughs> or Rams? Uh, if you say you're, if you no, say you're a Rams no, fan, though, no, 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 I will leave. So, so this year has been a very trying year for just my NFL fandom, just in general. I think I decided – I know for sure I decided last year that just the Cowboys – still have your heart? No. No, no, no. The opposite. Like oh. they're, they're just not – they're just not it for me. Like when yeah. I look at the Cowboys and just kind of like the show they do and like what they're about. They're I'm just – I'm just not about that. Like I'm not about a show. Like I'm about just doing your thing kind of under the radar. Yeah. Kind of – I say that as I'm doing a podcast on my business, right. but whatever. Uh, you, you, you get the point that I'm trying to mm-hmm. make. And I, I just get tired of just the every year. This is the year. This, this is, is the year. This is our year. This is our year. Freaking, you know, J- Jerry Jones every year has like more and more cataracts and comes out freaking doing interviews talking about how, you know, I love Dak. I love Dak Prescott to death. He's, he's from fine. Mississippi State. Like, he's awesome. Fine. But he's an average quarterback at best. He's he's a starting quarterback. He's a starting quarterback, an average starting quarterback in the NFL. He's not mm-hmm. elite. He's good. He's super good. nice he's guy. Got a great win. story. Yeah, he's good enough to get you 10 wins and okay. yeah. get you in the get, but you not know, for battle. that price. Yeah, I don't I mean, need a price. They are, um, what, mediocre, right? So yeah. They're mediocre. And they're like, even if they just kept everybody on the <laughs> roster right now that's signed, they're like $26 million over the cap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And see, that, that's why I just, yeah. So I don't know what you're going to do with that. Because yeah. you're not good. It's not like, oh, we're so, we got so much talent. We just, we signed everybody. It's like, no, we're kind of okay and we have no money left. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. Um, I think we can all agree that uh, McCarthy is not the, the saving grace everybody thought he was yeah. going to be. Like maybe Jason Garrett wasn't so bad. Maybe it's just, just the talent just wasn't there. So, 
all that to be said, I knew going into this season that the Cowboys were not going to be like, I was just, I, I needed to look for someone else. And you and I had talked about Bills. Yeah. And um, I really haven't, I didn't watch much football. I think we watched mm-hmm. one game together this year. That's right. We maybe? watched the Monday night game or something. It was Bills like and 49ers, I think. I think Is that so. correct? Yeah. Um, and like, I, I would pull for the Bills, but then like, if I wasn't watching the game with you, I, did, I didn't yeah, feel like I was care. like, because like, I'm not from, like, you're from Buffalo. No, I'm from Buffalo. So you're Bills, so, like, you get mm-hmm. it. It's in my blood. And like, so, but, so when I watch a game with you, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm about it. Uh-huh. And then when I wouldn't watch, my gosh, like, don't like, so like, okay, the Bills are cool because Dan's from Buffalo yeah. and it's like. No, I the totally Cowboys, get it. like I just not about like I just ugh. yeah, like, and I don't want to be a bandwagon. Like that's no, not what I want yeah. to be. And so to get to long story short, you're a Rams fan. Getting to the <laughs> end, getting towards the end, like I've always pulled for the Bengals, and yeah, I can attest. I have been to more Bengals games yes. than I have been I've to been Cowboys to, games. We went to that horrible Bills Bengals game together. It was phenomenal. It was uh, okay. it was like seventeen to eleven. Yeah, and it was raining the whole time. Yeah, and and you missed half the game because you got to go hide a purse. Correct, because I told Emily not to bring her purse, and she brought her purse. So it was um, so, and then Emily and I have been to one or two Bengals games since then. Um, I don't know how often you go to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got a great downtown, you know, area. It's got that German what was restaurant. That, what was that German? Hofbrauhaus. House. Yeah, it's, it's like a German restaurant chain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that to be said, it's just like man, like you get Joe Burrow. And I can't stand Joe man, Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. Like I, I liked him okay, at LSU. Okay, all right, we got to settle this because I got into an argument on Twitter. <laughs> when is it ever okay to uh-huh. wear a gold chain necklace <laughs> with a turtle with your initials? <laughs> yeah, the mock turtleneck that's its own thing. Yeah, but yeah. the gold chains necklace with your initials and your number. What, under what circumstances is that not douchey? <laughs> You're not getting approval from me. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying I'm, he's a great guy. I'm not saying. <laughs> All right. I just want to make sure. Because everybody's like, oh, Joe Burrow, he's the nicest guy in the world. Everybody loves him. Like, what? He's got a gold chain necklace with what's, his initials. What's that quote? What off? is there to like about him? What's that quote off Big Lebowski? They're like, you bringing the dog bowling? I'm not bringing the, ball, the dog bowling, dude. I'm not buying him shoes. <laughs> like, like no, dude, just because like, like, I like Joe Burrow doesn't mean I approve of he's his He's good. Fashions. He deserved to be in the Super Bowl. He's good. Yeah. yeah, and like he's from Ohio. Yeah, I got like picked that. over three times, which I don't know how it turned out the way he did. At Ohio State goes to LSU, um, plays for Coach O, like destroys it at LSU. Yeah. Comes back, wins the national championship, wins the Heisman, right? Um, and then makes it to the Super Bowl and is what, the, what was the score of the Super Bowl? Is it three points? Three point game. Yeah. Three point game. Mm-hmm. Because within three points, winning Super Bowl in his mm-hmm. second year in the yeah. NFL. Yeah, come did, on. Did you know the last sixteen quarterbacks to lose their debut in the Super Bowl have not made it back? I was was that that was on Twitter. Like somebody posted on yeah. Twitter is like I, I don't know if they actually tweeted it or if it was like a, like a, a meme of it. But it was like somebody was like, "It's okay, Joe. Like I lost my first Super Bowl and made it back oh, to yeah, the next the year." Jim Kelly. It yeah. was Jim Kelly. And then, and I, then I lost. Stop, stop, then stop. I lost that cut, one. Cut, cut, I'm editing. This and out. then I make it back. I'm the editing next this out. Year. You can keep talking, but I'm editing this out. I'm coming after Jim <laughs> Kelly. Then. <laughs> so um, so yeah, um, Bengals go Bengals. Um, I think I should come pull four and yeah. they're a team. Like this year was a. Sp- 
like was a, a a fluke year. Like they the Bengals never go into a season like, oh, this is the year, you know. So it's mm-hmm. just like you because they haven't won a playoff game in like right. Well, yeah, it's just a fun team to pull for. Mm-hmm. The fan base is there, like no matter what. I feel like yeah, that's good enough. Um, good city. enough, right? Um, so yeah, it's just I feel like they're my kind of people. Yeah, um, they got the open air stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't play in a dome. You can't like a team that plays in a dome. That's true. I mean, yeah. look at the Colts. Dude, the Colts are like going, and I'm a huge golf fan, but like I don't mix my, my PGA and my NFL, but like going to a Colts game is literally like going to a junior high play. The worst. It's like going to like the Valspar Championship <laughs> in the, on the PGA Tour. It's like, gosh, it's bad. Like brutal. It's like, it's third down, Colts fans. They like, just like sit down and clap because. They want to stay in their air conditioned dome. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, um, that's my little um, confession on NFL fandom. Yeah, the band, bandwagon. I got it. Uh, however, one thing I will ne- call it right now. One thing I'll never be a bandwagon on is the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm. And them boys are crushing it. Oh. Them boys are mm-hmm. crushing it. You finally uh, got your year. Yeah. You, you've stuck with them through thick and thin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, I mean, they've 100%. had some bad years, and they've been yeah. dominated in the West for so long. Right. And now right. they're kind of sitting near the top. They're not on the top, but they're They're, they're, they're third. They're, they're, they're one game behind the Warriors yeah. for a second. Yeah, that might be two games now. They lost the other night before the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just like just like me, I'm from Memphis, so I'm going to pull for the Grizzlies no matter what. Just like you yeah. being from Buffalo, going to pull for the Bills you know, no matter what. Yeah. Um, I would so, go to a Grizzlies game with you. We gotta do and, it, and you're doing this it this year. We've already we've already said it. March 11th versus the Knicks. We gotta do it. We're gonna be there. Done. It's coming up. Done. Yeah, let's do it. Done. All right, we're there. I'm driving in now. my head. I'm already there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Grizzlies are killing it, man. They, I'm obviously John Morant is phenomenal. Yeah. But the front office of that team, like they changed the front office. Something we've been talking about for years. Get rid of Chris Wallace, freaking GM. Yeah, just killing us. Couldn't make a competent professional basketball decision to save his life. Yeah, and they bring in how old is uh, Zach Kleeman? Kleeman, whatever his, his last name is, he's thirty one, thirty two, something like that. He's the mm. like he's maybe I, I'm, I'm guessing I on his age. One. Look it up. All right, what's it? Look it up, Danny. Um, how do you spell? Uh, just starting Grizzlies GM, I guess. Okay, Zach Kleeman, I believe is how you say it. Zach Ertz? No, Zach Kleeman. <laughs> I'm kidding. Mm. Zach Kleiman. Kleiman. Is that how you say it? I don't mm. know. It looks like Kleiman. Born 1988. So he's 33. Yep. So, 33 years old, freaking making baller decisions. Like, the dude. He's got a law degree from Duke. Last year? Was it last off season Or was off season before that? The dude was just making, like, crazy like moves and stuff and they grizzlies went from like one of the oldest teams in the nba to like yeah, the second or third youngest mm-hmm. um got us a bunch of picks so on and so forth yeah. so well that's what turned the bills around was they got a new gm a few years ago it's crazy they made so many bad draft decisions and they just got stuck with guys that were out of the nfl in like three years yeah just one after the other dude and how lucky were the Memphis Grizzlies to not get the first pick in the draft two years ago and get <laughs> stuck with freaking Zion 
Williamson. <laughs> Gosh, thank you. Like, man, like. And I was calling, like, during that draft, I was like, gosh, I don't has, want Zion. Like, Has I, there ever been anybody more anticipated gosh. in a bigger bust? It's like just, not, not all his fault. I mean. Sure, but you can't be that big and that athletic uh, forever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, John Morant weighs, like, 105 pounds. Uh, and so he can play above the rim and, like, be fine. Like, his body will handle it. Well. Zion Williamson, like, freaking can't stay away from, you know, quarter pounders. Um, and he's trying to play above the rim. Like, yeah, your body's, like, not not going to stay, you know, stay around for that yeah. long doing that. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to take a minute just to kind of get some sports out of the way. Um, Bengals win the Super Bowl. Grizzlies are killing it. We're in the all-star break now. John Morant is a starter in the all-star game. That is crazy in and of its own. A Memphis Grizzly is a starter in the All-Star game for the Western Conference. Has that ever happened? He's playing Steph Curry, LeBron James. Who uh who who are the other uh Western Conference? I don't know. Uh Jonas and Luca's a bench player, isn't he? Yeah. Luca uh, or is Luca a starter? I couldn't tell you. Who's the fifth starter for the Western Conference? It doesn't matter. Uh, it's, it's just really, really good sports season for for the Grizzlies. I went to Phoenix last week and went to the nice. Pro-Am of the Waste Management Phoenix Open, mm-hmm. the PGA Tour event. Mm-hmm. That place is nuts. It was insanely packed, even for the Pro-Am. Wow. The course builds these massive skyboxes and everything, like, just for that, that tournament. It was absolutely nuts um and just the golf in and of its own was really cool uh took a golf trip with some buddies from from mississippi and we had a blast it was a really good time so can't wait to do another golf trip like that so dan anything else in the sports world not that this is an an official um section for for a wide open podcast but did you get to see josh allen he was down there wasn't oh Was that the one he – I think he was at that one. Yes, yes, yes. He was there. No, we missed him in the Pro-Am. We did watch the – it's like the celebrities, like, hole-in-one contest at the 16th. Yeah. And there's that guy. What's his name? Um, He's like the one-arm swinger, uh, Skippy Gilmore. Sounds sounds real. Something like that. We saw him. We saw one guy shank it off the tee and nail a photographer in the ankle. That was funny. Um. Yeah, dude. Lots of beer. So much beer at that course. Crazy. Um. Yeah. Beer. Somebody had a hole in one, right? They had two. Two. They had two. They had one like Friday afternoon, then one or no Thursday afternoon, then Friday morning, something like that. Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. So. Looks like fun. That was a really fun time. Definitely have to do it again. So. Um. All right. Cool. Good with sports. Um, we'll kind of get into some um, business-related stuff. Um, here's one thing. But before we before we completely move on, one little thought um, about sports. Let me know what you what you think about this. Obviously, I know you're not from Memphis, but Memphis in 2022 was rated the um, most dangerous city in America in 2022. Really? Yeah, I think it had the highest murder rate in, in the country. It's always been like a contest between Memphis and Detroit. Who's going to have the most murders I every Chicago year? Would. I, I, I assume it's per capita. Um, 
So Memphis was the number one most dangerous city to live in in 2022. Fact check me on that. I'm fact checking. Um, 2022? I'm 20, sorry, 2021. Okay. Right. See, sorry, that's, why the, fact, that's, the, that's why I fact check this guy. <laughs> the cherry limeade's getting to me. Most dangerous cities. All right. Oh, my goodness. Guess what number one is? Memphis. Memphis, Tennessee. You got it. All right. So Flint, here, Michigan is number three. Oh, yeah, because they don't have freaking water. They're freaking b- – Well, b- Flint's b- always – Yeah, barbarians. San Juan at number two. Do you count San Juan, Puerto, Puerto Rico? Rico? I don't know if you count that. Yeah. But <laughs> Memphis's second and third place competition is Flint, Michigan. It's a, a city without water. Memphis <laughs> has the best water in the, in the world. And then <laughs> – Puerto Rico, a city that's not even a city. <laughs> it's like, golly, that's horrible. Um, so here, here's what I'm thinking. I have no scientific data to support this, or in, this is strictly just like a hypothesis, a hypothesis, just a thought. I wonder if the success of the Memphis Grizzlies will have an influence on the amount of yes. crime in Memphis. 100%. 100%. Okay. Yep. Um, so what I not, – not that we have to be you know crime scene investigators or anything, but I'd be interested to see like when the season is over, when's the season end? June. 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 Playoffs, yeah. Okay. So like – November through June, I would like to see like the crime. Oh, I mean, not in November because the Grizzlies weren't really like good, good. Yeah, they kind of were late bloomers. Yeah, let's say like Jan- January through June. Mm-hmm. I'd like to compare January through June 2022 to January through June 2021 and like see what the crime rate is. Because mm-hmm. like if Memphis were to ever lose the Grizzlies, like this. Oh boy. The only thing holding that city, city together then would be the FedEx. Um, yeah. So. Uh, just I, I feel like when the Grizzlies do well, it really gives the city like something to like live for. If that you know makes no, sense, it's true. Not everyone, but you know, there's been studies done on this. Has there? Okay, I don't have them um, handy, but yeah, I just I, I was just thinking about that the other day. Um, I just I just think that team that team is just so much more than a sports team in Memphis. It is, it is the. It is the the lifeblood of the city. When people like you, I, I hear people talk about like grit and grind on like ESPN, like oh, grit and grind. It's the slow pace that the Grizzlies played with back with Tony Allen and Mike Conley and Zach Randolph and Mark Gasol. And the grit and grind area era is, is gone. It's no more. This this Grizzlies next gen is their fast pace. So no more grit and grind. It's like, no 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 no. Uh, Stephen A. or whoever's on ESPN, like you got it wrong. Grit and grind is not a pace of play. Grit and grind is a mentality. It's a it's an ethos. It's a it's a it's a way of life down in Memphis. Um, grit and grind is no matter what you know, you give it one hundred and ten percent, and that could be scoring eighty points a game with Mike Conley and Tony Allen, or it could be scoring one hundred and twenty points a game with John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, so it's just and. The city embraces the team. The team embraces the city. And you can just see it when players come into Memphis and you can see when they really adapt to Memphis and when and when they don't. Uh, the city really, really adopts them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's other players that they don't. Chandler Parsons. <laughs> he he wasn't about Memphis and Memphis wasn't about him. Um, 
So, yeah, let's just keep an eye on that. I, I just thought that was something interesting to uh, to think about. You so, know, if you had a guess, Indianapolis, mm-hmm. where you currently reside, mm-hmm. in the top 10 most dangerous cities or outside of it? In the top 10. It is number 10. Yeah. Yeah. You're, uh, not, you're not surprised? No. Um, I would be curious to see what it was like in like 2014. It's I feel like it's safe. I, I feel it's like Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The difference between like Indianapolis and a place like Memphis is in Indianapolis, all of the crime is concentrated in one or two areas of the city. Would you agree? With Indianapolis? With Indianapolis. Yeah. I say you've got the east side uh, of Indy um, and like the near west side maybe. But I say the majority of the murders and everything in, in Indianapolis happen on the the east side. Yeah. So you can live, you know, down here on the south side where I am. You can live on the north side where you are and still feel like you live in a safe place because you do. And Memphis is the opposite. Like the whole city, like anybody could be murdered at any, obviously not people, like normal people, like, but like there's so many gangs and so much violence all around the city. There's not just, hey, don't go to this area. It's like, no, like the whole place is a ghetto. Um, you know, um, it's it's not like other places that have like the ghetto. Like, oh, don't go to the ghetto. It's like, no, 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 Memphis is the ghetto. I can't you, wait. You have the nice part, but um, I'm if, so excited for that Grizzlies game. Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got to be from Memphis to appreciate it and like un- <laughs> and understand it. But um, I didn't feel unsafe in Memphis when I went. No, and you, and you don't. Like, if you're downtown, you I was don't. downtown. And also... On Beale Street, right? Is that... Beale Street, yes, yeah, where yeah. the FedEx Forum is, yeah. And also, like, if you don't start none, won't be none type thing, you know, yeah. if you're not dealing drugs, you're probably not going to get caught up in a in a, mm. in a a gunfight because of <laughs> drugs, right? You know what I mean? That's true. Um, Seems to be true so yeah. far so, at this point in my life. Yeah. <laughs> So well, we'll see. <laughs> Still a long way to get, long ways Still to go, Dan. Long way to go. Anything can happen. <laughs> Anything can happen. Um, so, uh, yeah. So that's our sports update. That's our segue into how sports can possibly impact cities. That's our update on the crime statistics for mm-hmm. America and Puerto Rico. Now <laughs> let's hear an update on SFE service. Ooh. How are things going, man? Things are going well. Um, that doesn't mean they're going perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is obviously the the ups and downs of business. There's the trial and error of business. But let's go back. Let's see. So it's been since right before Christmas when we last recorded. So <laughs> since then, um, I've really been pushing the maintenance program. But as soon as I started it, I immediately realized that I needed to get better at actually like cleaning the fryers. I know I've talked about that before. So I'm still working on that. I'm actually working on a process called dry ice blasting. It's where it takes like bits of dry ice and it blasts it out at a very high velocity and it'll like blast off like grease that's built up and like it's used in like big industrial applications. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just trying to see if it'll work for me. It's very expensive. So I don't know if it'd be something I use all the time, but um, I feel like 
if I can make these fryers and pieces of equipment look brand new, that's going to be my selling point. Yeah, that's um, a good point. So that's why I'm I'm really focusing on that. So I, I like I started pushing it like the maintenance, and then um, as I was pushing it, obviously I had my accounts that I was already doing it for, and I was just looking at those accounts, and I'm like, ah, is this is this really what I want to be pushing? Like, is it, is it the finished product that I want to like release to the public? And I was like, no, it's really not. So, um, I've, I've still got a couple of, of potential clients that I'm talking to, but I haven't really like pushed it beyond that. Um, I've also, um, I've hired my fifth employee and I've also lost my fifth employee. <laughs> uh, and that's just part of it. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about that for a second. Cause I think that's a thing that's been heated, heating up since the last time we talked is trying to keep employees. Um, you know, we have employee shortages everywhere. Has that impacted you? Have you seen the same thing? I mean, I know we're talking four or five employees and not trying to run up. Sure, fast food 24-7, but how's that been looking for you? Sure. So I have not had a problem finding employees. Hmm. Um, the problem always comes down to keeping them, and, and, and that normally, if, if I do not keep them or they do not last, it's normally just the result of the physicality. Of the business uh, or, or of the work, shall I say? Very demanding. Yeah, I mean, it's not super. I mean, to me, it's not super demanding. But you're going in, you're picking up five-gallon buckets of water, yeah. and you're carrying them from one end of the store to the other. But you're from Memphis, man. <laughs> yeah, grit and grind, baby. <laughs> that's right. Memphis 10. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, um, no, I, I know that's funny to say, but it, it's also kind of is, yeah. uh-huh. you know, kind of that blue collar, Southern yeah. kind of like, yeah, just my work. Mm-hmm. Ethic. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I've talked about like hard work before. I'm not saying I'm the hardest working person, but you, no one will outwork me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but that, that, uh, that's neither here nor there, but, um, employees will come in and they'll say, Oh, this guy's paying $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh yeah, of course I want to like, just cleaning restaurants. Pfft, I can do that. And I tell them every single one, like, hey, I'm just warning you, like, I pay $20 an hour, but, like, it's $20 an hour worth of work. Like, you yeah. you don't have to break your back. You could break your back, I guess, but, like, you don't have to break your back. You've got to keep a steady pace. There's no, like, leaning it up against the counter on your cell phone and right. like getting paid. There's no riding the clock. Yeah, you're, you're, you've not, got, you're not working at a service desk. Correct. You've got seven hours to do six and a half hours worth of work. Mm-hmm. And so you've only got like a 30-minute margin. And like you have to be done. Like you, you have to start at 10 p.m. and you have to be done by 5 a.m. Yeah, you have to. You have stores to. are going to open. Correct. You have to be done. And um, so there's very small margin for error. So you just have to find people that – can constantly work. Yeah. You don't have to run around. You know, it's not a sprint. Yeah. But you just have to go. Just kind of just. Have you found that you have a knack for figuring that? Because this, this is the, really the first time I've heard where you had an employee come and then leave right away. Mm-hmm. So if, mm-hmm. do you think you have a knack for figuring out in the interview process who's got that work ethic and who doesn't? Or do they weed themselves out? 
most everyone weeds themselves out. Um, and I always say this. I've and I tell people this, peel this all the time. I've never fired anyone. Mm-hmm. Like I've worked for Chick Fil A for sixteen years. Been you know, or I worked for Chick Fil A for sixteen years. Was in you know leadership roles for. 13 or 14 out of those 16 years. I've owned SFE services for four years now. I've never fired anyone. Everybody's like, wow, really? Like, oh my gosh. Like, no, people fire themselves. Right. Like, I set an expectation. Right. I make sure they have the skills necessary to meet that expectation. I make sure they have the resources needed to um, utilize their skills to meet that expectation. And then... If if I've done those three things and they still don't meet the expectation, that's that's on them. Like they've they've fired themselves. Um, and some of it's work related, some of it's not work related. Um, but yeah, obviously I have to do the paperwork of like removing them from the system. But like right. I don't. If I have to go to someone and tell them like, hey, you no longer work here, like they made the decision. Like it's yeah. not me. I'm just telling them. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so. I say step number one is you got to have reliable employees. Like you have to have an employee that will show up for work. Yeah. If if you don't have an employee that shows up for work, nothing else matters. Like it doesn't matter how fast they are, or how good they could work, or right. how hard of a worker they are. Like it doesn't matter. You're not showing up for. I can't. I can't use your qualities because you're not showing up. Um, if you show up, then I can mold you. Mm-hmm. But if I don't have, you know, a, a the clay to mold, right? And then, I, then I can't. So, but your employees are showing up. Yes, and that's great. Um, this most recent um, employee, you know, he would show up. Man, he'd be twenty minutes early for a shift every single night. So I knew I could count on him to be there. Mm-hmm. But um, in his uh, previous work, um, he did janitorial work, but it was very much um, like just kind of like operating machines to do the cleaning. Um, as opposed to like actually like doing the cleaning by hand. So, um, he thought it was going to be similar. And I told him before I hired him, like, Hey, listen, like, I know you're Mm -hmm. just used to like running the machine. Like that's not what we do here. Um, but for him, it was a $10 an hour pay raise. Um, but even with all that being said, he just, he just couldn't keep up with the pace. It was just, it was just too much for him. So he came to me. And said, "Hey, I just, I just don't think my pace fits the pace that you need." Uh, and I was actually going to have a similar conversation with him to try to see what I needed to do to help him get up to speed. Um, but when he told me that he was he was you know gonna gonna step away, I was like, "Yeah, that's probably the best for you." Yeah. So, so how? Okay, so I think one thing that maybe has gone unsaid, and if I was listening, I would want to know the answer to this is. If you had one week to hire a new employee, what's your go-to method for getting a new employee? So I'm in the middle of that right now. So this employee, this employee that's leaving, employee that's leaving, told me on Monday night that he was leaving. On Tuesday morning, I reached out to um, my I consider my my best employee, the employee that I can count on, no matter what has been with me for two years, I texted him and said, hey, um, one of the employees is leaving at the end of this week. If you have anyone that's looking for you know, a position, send them my way. 
Wednesday evening. Um, I was taking a nap before uh, I was getting ready to go into work, and he called me twice and sent me a text, you know, hey, give me a call. I was like, what in the world's going on? And so I finally called him back, and he said, hey, I just want to let you know I've got a guy that is looking for um, additional work, and he wants to meet with you. Right. So I met with him last night. So um, put out the word on Tuesday. On Friday, I met with the guy. The guy's supposed to let me know by Monday um, if, if he's going to start with me. Okay. Um, so if I need if I if if I need someone, I'm a small business, right? I've only got four or five employees. So one employee is twenty percent of my labor force. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like I've got to make my hires count. Yeah. Um, I can't just hire at, at I can't hire 20 yeah. people and say, well, I really need two, but let me hire 20 and just keep the top two. Like, I can't mm-hmm. do that. So um, I have to rely on um, word of mouth or um, uh, referrals from current employees. Okay. If I have an employee that's worked for me for, I think all my employees now have worked for me for at least a year, um, if they know someone and they refer SFE services to them, that tells me two things. One, it tells me they probably like working for SFE services if they're yeah. telling their friends, hey, come work for SFE services. Mm-hmm. And then two, they're probably going to yeah. refer someone that's similar to them. Right. You um, hang out with people that are like you. Correct. For the most part. Yeah. Correct. Um, so my kind of thought is like I, I want my employees – I want to hire people like my employees. Yeah. If that makes sense. Did you say all f- – Four of your current employees have been there for about a year. Yeah, almost. yeah, that's pretty good, dude. Um, that's really good. I mean, obviously, I've got uh, the the main one that referred this newest potential employee. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been with me for at least two years, maybe three. I need to go back and look. Um, and then all my other ones are part timers, and one of them, I've got. So I got four part timers. Then um, three of them have been with me for at least a year, and one. Started with me in July of last year, okay. so six months, yeah. you know, or so. Um, yeah, so that's saying something. Yeah, well, yeah, it it, it, it potentially is. And obviously, I want to be humble about that, but um, yeah, I just kind of just decided, like, man, I've got to find a core group of people that I want to roll with and kind of build from them. Um, it was funny when I, <clears throat> this poten- this latest potential employee, when I was talking to him, his friend came up to me after I was, after I interviewed this guy, he, his, his friend that was, uh, with him came up to me and said, Hey, can I get your, your information in case, you know, I end up looking for additional work, you know, mm-hmm. one day. Um, so yeah, things like that, that's how it grows. I've done the indeed thing. Yeah. You know, just like putting out job postings and gosh, that is a crapshoot. If you've got the resources to hire people in volume, it, it can work for you. Hmm. Um, but man, I'd probably say it's way more beneficial to give your current employees an incentive mm-hmm. to get the people they know to come work. Yeah. But there's so many things to tell with that. You you better be providing a a great work atmosphere. You better be like you better treat your employees well and um Maybe don't don't necessarily have to like advertise an incentive for your current employees to refer their friends, but if they do refer people to know, like incentivize them somewhere, reward them somehow. Yeah. Um, so I think that 
that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Have you gained any new customers since the last time we spoke? Um, no new customers. Um, I've added new services to okay. two of my current customers. Um, I do have a new customer that is pretty much like one or two steps away from becoming like a, a customer. Just really just waiting to clear up any questions or anything. Really, I, like, I, I would love to get that dry ice blasting yeah. thing that I was talking about. I'd mm-hmm. love to get that squared away first so that I can really like show them like, bam, like here, yeah. here's what you're going to be getting. Like, right. you're like, yeah, they can't argue with that. Yeah, like you, your, your fryers have a quarter inch of built up grease on them and then disgusting. boom, like tomorrow yeah. they won't. Yeah. Um, but um, that's my hope. So yeah. uh, they're out there. I've already spoken with them, done demos with them. They're very interested. I'm just kind of waiting to hear back from them. Um, but I really haven't gotten aggressive with like, hey, hey, this is this is Jeffrey. Haven't heard from you. Haven't heard from you. Yeah. Just, just seeing because I want to make sure I have my processes and systems on my end like down pat, mm-hmm. ready to 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 scale. Yeah. That's one of my biggest biggest fears is like getting customers and like not being able to like scale the business, and then I've ruined my reputation. Yeah, you look stupid. Correct. Um, so so that's where I'm at right now. I've got two yeah. customers that I've added this maintenance. These maintenance services too, and um, that's been the the majority of the growth I've done mm-hmm. since we last spoke. But I've done a lot of things to prepare for for even more growth. So yeah, that's good. So um, yeah, I mean things are things are going well. Like like you asked, um, it's just you know it's a roller coaster. Um, there's good days. There's bad days. Um, when I say bad days, like there's good days where I'm like, man, I've got a full staff. Like <laughs> when, when I had, when I hired that newest employee, I was, I'd, I'd be at home and I'm like, Oh, I don't have to go into like work tonight to like clean floors. Like, what do I do? Like, um, it's like, that's like good. Cause I could spend more time with family. Um, but then, you know, it's kind of an easy come, easy go. Um, like you gotta, you gotta take it while you have it, enjoy it. But then, you know, at the drop of a hat, it can change your employee. You could say, hey, I'm yeah. done after this week or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of in that right now. <clears throat> so starting on Monday, I'll be back kind of cleaning floors um, yeah. four nights out of the week. But yeah. it's no big deal. It's no big deal. This is what it is. Um, let's see. A couple more things I wanted to, to get into on this on this episode. Um, we went over the Grizzlies. I don't know if I've really kind of dove into, if I've really kind of dove into like why I wanted to be a, a business owner. Um, and I was thinking about this one one day while I was cleaning. Like, and and Dan, like, obviously, you're older than me. You've got more life experience than me, more more wisdom than I do. So, like, give me some feedback on this. Like, let me let me kind of like walk you through my thought process. But then, like, you you give me some feedback and let me know what you think. So, when I say like, why why did I want to be a business owner? Why didn't I just go like get like a nine to five job? You know, why didn't I just stay with Chick Fil A or whatever it may be? So, um. 
let me start with this. Owning a business, it took me four years to make what it took me 16 years to make with Chick-fil-A, like being an employee of Chick-fil-A. Does that make sense? To get to the same salary. Salary, salary, correct. Yeah, yeah. So it took me 16 years to get to X salary. Mm -hmm. And then with owning my own business, it took me four years to get to that exact same salary. Okay. Obviously, I know when I started with Chick-fil-A, I was, you know, 15 years old. I know there's like, there's, you know, there's the, there's that, but still it's took me a quarter of the time to get, to go from Mm-hmm. zero to the same point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they got me thinking, it's like, why, why business owner? And here's some things I thought about is you used to be able to, like, I feel like, like all your grandparents, they used to just have like normal jobs working at a factory or whatever it right. was working nine to five. And they were able to provide like everything for their family. They'd have seven kids. They'd have, you know, a house, two cars yeah. and like, they were able to afford everything. Like nothing seemed like right. it's like that. They just like yeah, they just, just they happened. never met. Like they went on like a family vacation once a year. Right. Like everything was provided for. Like it just was. And like I know and a lot of this probably just has to do with inflation. But like nowadays, I don't feel like that's the same no, case. The housing market's different for one thing. Yeah, and so. Um, back then, like you used to be able to work a nine to five, maybe a unionized job with great benefits and so on and so forth. Um, you could have as many kids as you wanted to and provide a very good life for your family. Nowadays, I don't think that's the case. You know, the, the rate of inflation has far out, outpaced the rate of pay raises. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said the only way to get ahead of that curve is to start something for yourself. Put your raise in your hands, in your control. Want to make more? Gain more business. Grow your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I think about like what really like kind of drives me, I don't want to say like money drives me, but just like, man, it just sucks. Like looking back and being like, man, like when I would get a raise at Chick-fil-A, although I was grateful like the raise would be like, here's a quarter at all. Here's a, yeah. here's, here's 25 cents an hour. Here's 50 cents an hour. Oh, you've really been killing it. Here's 65 cents an hour. Like, and like as a, you know, 16 year old like okay cool great or whatever and like you extrapolate that out over the course of a year okay you pay me a dollar more an hour which some people oh man you got paid a dollar more an hour like okay that's great over the course of a year if you're working full time that's two thousand dollars two thousand yep it's like two thousand dollars in a month is a hundred and Fifty, I don't know, like quick math, like two thousand dollars divided by twelve. Oh, for a month, yeah, okay. So you know, let's is, just say, yeah, almost two. Let's just round it up. Yeah, if it was ten months, it'd be two hundred. So mm-hmm. you're probably one eighty, one fifty, you know, something like that. It's like, what? I mean, cool, I guess, but like, I don't, that just didn't sit well with me, mm-hmm. and I. I don't want to sound like the millennial who is just like complaining that like the business they work for is like growing, growing, growing by, like by the millions. Yeah. And then like their salary is only growing by like yeah. pennies on the dollar. So, so here's where like I'm saying I'm not gonna be like the millennial or the mm-hmm. Gen Z or whatever with it. Like I didn't bitch about it. Like I went and said like, okay, 
F that. Like, I'm tired of that being, like, I'm trying to get, like, a 6% raise. Like, I'm going to take take matters in, into my own hands. And um, so that was a big reason why I decided to become a business owner. And I just wanted to, like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, am I like do you agree with that do you are there pieces of it you agree with pieces of it you don't agree with like um what what are some thoughts you have um on kind of like the way things have changed from the 70s to now and right the benefits of being a business owner and kind of doing things for yourself versus not you're in kind of you're in kind of like a like a a special place because like you're kind of an employee but you're also like you're like a contractor some like you're like you're Your yours kind of kind of fluctuate, so you've kind of seen it like on both ends. But right. you're also like a very like highly skilled software developer. Mm-hmm. So like your like job field is like extremely in need. So like you're that's true, yeah. Like you can kind of like easy. you can you can kind of like name your price on things, right. yeah. Um, but just for like the general population, like what would be your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think yeah, I I get what you're saying with you know not feeling like a cog in the wheel that. Of, of big business, that kind of thing. And that, and that can be a motivation to step away. Um, I don't think that always lasts. Uh, just the allure of more money. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go be my own boss. Be, you know, a lot of people, I always want to be my own boss. I'm sick of having a boss. And then mm-hmm. they find out they have like 18 bosses when they, <laughs> they start their own thing. Cause your reputation's on the line, mm-hmm. like you said, and mm-hmm. you're answering to all kinds of different people and there's no buffer. Your business between. is your boss. It's you. Yeah. Like, that's it. It's you. And directly to customers, mm-hmm. and every one of those customers is your boss. Mm-hmm. So that's not a good reason. To that's do a it. great point. But yeah, the money. Yet sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Um, and I think, like you said, you did it in a quarter of the time. But a lot of people don't have that patience of like, oh man, this has been 16 years. I'm just going to go start my own thing. And if it, and, you know, they get antsy after a year. Mm-hmm. Like it's because it, you were willing to like stick. I you, did it as knew, a side business. It was all extra for me yeah. starting out. Starting as a side business that, you know, that that's it, it, if you can do it that way, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Some people just have to kind of cut and run with it. And that can mm-hmm. be hard because, mm-hmm. you know, that first year, that first couple years, not a lot is going on. You know, I, I, I started a um, NCA compliance software package back in 2006 with my my brother he was my salesman and like i remember like that first year we had like maybe five schools and then all of a sudden it like went gangbusters and we had like 102 schools with like three years later like once we got like the big like we we brought in like uh like north carolina university Mm -hmm. started using it and then like you know then once you've got credibility things start blowing up like that but those first year there was a side gig for me still and if it hadn't been a side gig like I would have never stuck with it because right. I was like, wait, I thought I was doing this because I was going to make more money. Mm-hmm. Now I'm making a lot less money. Mm-hmm. So that's not always mm-hmm. a great uh, motivation. But I'll tell you, there's no, for me, the allure of starting a business, because I've started a few and most of them have failed or just gone mediocre. The the biggest <laughs> thing for me, I'll just be honest. <laughs> I, I, the, the biggest thing is that feeling. You're one <laughs> loser. I'm just telling it how it is. I get to a certain point and I'm like, ah, I'm done. But the motivation, one of the biggest, I think, greatest motivations is the feeling of getting that first big client or getting, mm. you know, having customers, mm. you're running the books. On the, it's just, it's euphoria. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, man, I did this. Like, yeah. That was me. Yep. People are paying me for mm-hmm. something that I've created, and mm-hmm. there's no there's no replacement for that. 
100%. That can keep you going for a long time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. For me, it kind of, it kind of becomes a game it, yeah. in, in the most like real world sense possible. Um, like, uh, I guess it's like a real world, like Sim City, um, <laughs> Sim with an M, not, a, not an N, Sim City. Like, I'm going places like, trying to like win a prize yeah and i may get may get told nine out of ten times like no you're not going to win the prize but then like that one time i win the prize it's like ah yeah. like i can do it yeah and then that drives me for the next 10 times i try yeah um it does wonder yeah for your confidence and like for man, sure like, i did this i can do this and for sure yeah and and that's that's a part of being a business owner that can be very tricky because it can go to your head where you you start building a business and then people ask hey what do you do like oh i'm a business owner like (laughs) you know and um you start getting these contracts or getting these you know accounts or clients and then um very quickly, like, and I've kind of run into this a little bit, you know, just it, I have to figure out like how to present myself to people. Like when people ask me like, Hey, what do you do? Yeah. Um, it's like, I could just, Oh, I'm a business owner. Well, then what's their next question going to be? Yeah. Well, what, what, what's your business? And then right. I have to explain you know, the business. Yeah. Uh, so like how, how, how can I explain what I do? Like being confident, but not cocky mm-hmm. um, about it. So that's a tricky part of, of of being a business owner, but it's it's like something that like I enjoy. Uh, like I feel like I have a lot more pride about what I do now yeah. than when I worked at Chick. Like I I I liked working for Chick Fil A, the company. I liked saying I worked for Chick Fil A, but I didn't like saying like I worked for a fast food restaurant. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, yeah. And it's just uh-huh. the stigma. Although Chick Fil A, I, I strongly believe is different you know they're the they're the top tier of fast food restaurants it's still like people like people like, hey what do you do it's like, i work for i work for chick-fil-a the next question oh you work at corporate like no i work for you know a franchise right. and that's like oh okay and then just kind of like going to the next yeah. blah, blah, blah. and i'm like suck my <laughs> like golly like this is deuce like you just like brush me off you know like yeah. that and that's probably the a, a them problem you know what i mean yeah, like they uh, just you know if yeah. you if like you instantly like shrug people off because of what they say they do, like that's yeah. that's on them. But I will say like now, like when you know, like I meet new people, like hey, what, like when I was out there playing golf in in Arizona that golf trip, we're paired up with like random people that are retired mm-hmm. living in Arizona. I'm like, man, what do you do? Say, so, oh, I I own a, a facilities maintenance business in Indianapolis. Like I just I don't know, like yeah. I, I feel like I like it. Yeah, I've got a lot of pride saying yeah. like, I own it. Like I started yeah, it. That's like, my the, thing. Like one of the perks yeah. of running your business is you get that feeling. Of, sure. Sure. So uh, I think that, that that's a a good thing to be proud of, but not cocky about. Yeah. Um, no. Because it, it, it can definitely happen. Yeah. I've, you come across people all the time where they're so, they're so proud of their business they started. And you're like, dude, like. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't have a great example. But. No, I, I agree. So, yeah, I mean, long story short, um, be confident. Don't be cocky. 
when you're owning your own business or owning your own business. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it's easy to say sometimes it can be, it can be hard to practice, um, doing that. Um, any thoughts on that, Dan, as far, you know, as far as, um, suggestions or, or how, how have you avoided, um, not being, I mean, obviously you're one of the smartest people I know. So how, how have you avoided not being, you know, cocky? Like, Oh, I'm a software developer. Like you're, you're such a high, high knee, you know, these days. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a great answer. I guess I naturally, I naturally downplay what I do. So, uh, yeah, I just, I don't have a great answer for that. Um, like you, like you said in episode two, I think uh, if I could quote you, don't don't be a dick. <laughs> That's we, true. We, I think we edited that out, so now it's going to be brand new material. No, I think we did it once, didn't we? Mm. You said it like five times. Yeah, I think we like condensed it down to once, mm-hmm. uh, once I think. So, um, but yeah, that's really. Um, all I had for for this episode, man, I've got a lot more notes um, from the past couple of months um, that I'll go over in some future episodes. But, man, I feel like we've covered a wide array of topics from the Super Bowl to the Memphis Grizzlies to the Waste Management Phoenix Open um, to where SFE's been in the past couple of months, how things are going, um, why I became a business owner some thoughts on being a business owner how to how to find employees how to retain employees um man this a lot and and i tried jeffrey's homemade whiskey off air during a break oh you did and it wasn't terrible i didn't hate it gosh it was very spicy very spicy it was like drinking fire yeah so and and for those of you that are listening um i didn't actually make the whiskey i'm I'm not a distiller um so um, i wish i was it's it's one of those things like i've thought about like getting into um just like get like a stovetop distiller but emily bought me a um it's called a do do your do your own whiskey or do your whiskey kit i think it's just called do your whiskey do your whiskey okay um where essentially you go buy a white whiskey, which is an unaged whiskey, which is a whiskey that has not sat in a barrel for however many months. Um, so it's white. It's clear. It's not brown. Um, you buy that and then you add wood chips and stuff to it and then you filter it out after a certain amount of time. And then you add different flavorings based on recipes that come with this kit. And so I tried a recipe. And, uh, one of the ingredients is called bird eye, bird's eye chilies. Um and these little little bitty peppers like miniature peppers are like the size of like the end of like a pin, um and or it sounds like your pinky fingernail and I thought the recipe called for half a teaspoon of them which would be like four to six of these little bitty peppers and I think it really meant like half of one, um because this shit is it's spicy. spicy. I like spicy stuff. It, it's literally just like taking like a whiskey and pouring a bottle of Tabasco in it. it yeah, but that's not so, even accurate because, I mean, it was hotter than Tabasco. Okay. So, hot, yeah. And it was just like, that was just like, and they weren't like, they were just like whole peppers. Like, it's yeah. not like they were like cut open and the seeds were, they were just like 
whole peppers uh, or like whole miniature peppers. Yeah. Um, I feel like it'd be good. I did try it with some like margarita mix. It helped it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be good like a Bloody Mary. Yeah. Just Bloody Marys are already kind of, you, yeah. you look for the spice in there's those. Still, there's still another drink I'm thinking. I, I can't come up with it. It needs a spicy whiskey because usually spicy whiskeys are horrible. This one wasn't, it wasn't horrible. Man, well, hey. It didn't leave like that film on my teeth after I drank it. So that's, that's something. That's what we aim for here at Wide Open <laughs> uh, Whiskeys and Spirits. Um, so I've got another one aging right now. Um, it's got an, some uh, like American Sweetheart wood chips, some kind of wood chip, and then some cinnamon and kai mix. So it's obviously going to be sweeter. Uh, so we're going to go into the other end of the spectrum on that. I can't wait to use it in my next drink, and then you give it a two. Oh, and dude. I'll be like, ha! I've, joke I've, is on you, my friend. No, it won't be a joke. I guarantee, <laughs> guarantee like, I've, I, I learned very quickly, like, I am not a, a distiller or maker of fine yeah. whiskeys. All right, so. Fair enough. Well, let's wrap this thing up, Dan. Uh, you got anything else for us? No, I have absolutely nothing else to Man, talk this about. sounds good. It sounds does good. sound good. I love it. This, these new microphones. I just, just let's just let's, 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 let's go another hour. Roll it back. Let's go another hour. <laughs> Do it at live. I've said that so many times tonight. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Wide Open Podcast, and we will catch you guys later. See you.